What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode two, season two of Hopped On Sports, your podcast for the beer drinking sports fan. I am joined here today by my co-host, Steven, and we are going to recap the national title game this past Monday. A lot took place there, uh, a little controversy after the game, I would say. But uh, before we get to that, let me get my co-host on here right here, right now. Uh, Steven, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. There's a uh, quite a bit of stir up here today going on in the... Uh, the sports world, and it has nothing to do with the actual national championship game itself. Well, but, to a degree. Well, it, more about what happened after the game, which, like I said, we'll get to. Steven, what are you drinking tonight, man? Um, tonight, um, I'm drinking the same thing you're drinking, actually. Yeah, what is that? That would be Peroni. Yes, sir. Peroni, Peroni, Peroni. Now, now you just turned me on to this because I, I, I've obviously seen it I heard about it from one of our coworkers, and um, you told me you got to give it a try. So that's exactly what we did, and we went ahead and got a beer here tonight, and that's what it is. We're drinking Peroni, and it's it's. I got to say, man, I, I'm very impressed. Yeah, for just a inexpensive um, Italian beer, and I actually came across this beer not long ago. Obviously, I've heard about it, and um, I had tried it before, but. I went to an Italian restaurant and I had it with an Italian dish and I thought, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I've got to tell my friends about it. We've got to have it on the podcast. And I understand it's, I mean, every beer is a craft beer to a to a certain extent, but good beer is good beer and this is definitely a good beer. Yeah, it's nothing fancy. It just uh, kind of is what it is. And for that, I mean, I like it. I really enjoy it and we're going to have one here tonight. So go ahead and uh, cheers it up, man. Cheers. <laughs> Mike to bottle. There we go. <clears throat> All right. Well, national title game lived up to, I think, what most people thought it would go, especially, we'll give you a little credit here, Stephen. You uh, you did think it would be more of a blowout, and that's kind of what it ended up being. Um, LSU really showed that they were the better team. I, I don't think anyone would doubt that. What what's, what's crazy to me is the way that game started, how it was a defensive struggle, Kind of went back and forth. Neither one really be able to move the ball much. Then out of nowhere, it was just an offensive explosion from LSU. Yeah, and you know Burrow kind of saw something that he hadn't seen much of all season, which was his own five yard line, and I think it made him a little nervous. I think so. Yeah. And and I think by the end of the first, he kind of started to shake that off. Maybe even midway through the first, it was kind of hard to keep track because I'm not going to lie to you, that was a Long, long first half long i mean it just went and it went and it went and it went no, but yeah you know finally the second half came and really it was an enjoyable football game all the way through um i know you probably would have rather seen ou in there but um how 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 do you shape up what we talked about last week with lsu and if they win last week are they one of if not the best college football team ever yeah, I, I don't know how you determine who's the best all-time, but they're in the discussion. A team that goes 15-0 and and has the dominant season that they did, how, how could you argue against that, you know? And I will say, I listened to a uh, a Jordan Burrow, uh, Joe Burrow, Jordan, 
Uh, Joe Burrow interview here today. Did I say Jordan Burrow? <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> Something got me. Uh, Joe Burrow interview here today, and um, man, guy, uh, guy's just confident. He's got a lot of confidence, and he just goes out there and balls, man. Because if you would have watched the beginning of that game, like I said, it was a defensive struggle to start. You would have never guessed at the end of the game. He would have had 463 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. And that's what he did. I mean, 31 for 49, 463 yards, five touchdowns, a QBR 97.5. And what did Trevor Lawrence have? Uh, 18 for 37, 234 yards, zero touchdown passes, 65.6 QBR. Yeah. Just. And that's, I mean, that's the guy who's supposed to be going number one next year. Right. <laughs> and you know what, though? Good for him because I'm not going to sit here and act like he's not a great quarterback. No, he is. LSU's a tough team, man, and they got in Clemson's head, and their defense is tough like we talked about. Um, Clemson clearly showed some grit on defense, but I think I kind of nailed it when I said that I don't know that there's a defense in college college football currently that's going to be able to slow that guy down enough. No, no matter how good they are, you just can't slow that guy down. Clear, yeah, clearly this was just LSU's year. This offense, uh, I mean, just absolutely, uh, you know, fantastic. Uh, they did everything that you could hope for. They ran the ball well. They threw the ball great. I mean, uh, how great is Chase? Uh, number, was it two or is he eight? I can't remember what it. Number, are you talking about number one? One, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's good, but I'll tell 221 you, two hundred twenty one yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's quite impressive. But man, Jefferson is just no. I mean Jefferson Jefferson's great. Jamar to come Chase, out that's to come out of to come out of high school as a two star recruit, yeah. and then all of a sudden be in the conversation for Heisman. I can't overlook that. I mean, there's just there's no way that I'm going to accept the fact that Chase is better than Jefferson yet, but. Obviously, he's got it. I mean, Chase Obviously had almost 1,800 yards receiving, 20 touchdowns. I know. I mean, that's, I know. It's pretty strong. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people that disagree with me. But, I mean, for, for multiple reasons, I think that Jefferson is yeah. is the better receiver. Um, and I, I could be wrong. I think that the long road will tell, especially once they get in the NFL, because they'll both be there. But um, it's, you know, you could sit here and say he's better he, – there's only one way to know, and that's by stats in the long run. And even then, there's debates because yeah, stats can be deceiving. Yeah, I mean that can. If you you've got a great quarterback, you're gonna have better stats. Just that's just how it is. No, I, I what I'm blown away about is how many long passes downfield that it just seems like the LSU receivers just always come down with. I mean, how many times did we see that? Yeah, well, time and time again. But I'm putting that on Joe Burrow as I've talked about for. Um, quite a while now is the dude has vision. I, and I made the comparison last week that Baker was a phenomenal playmaker in college. He really was. But I feel like Burrow's vision extends a little past that. Like when, when Burrow's scrambling, somehow he sees everything that's happening downfield and he gets the ball to the receiver every time he's got it right there at the numbers. Yeah. J- Justin Jefferson, I just want to say 1,540 yards, 18 touchdowns. Yeah, for the so year. I mean, about 200 yards less re- receiving, about two touchdowns less, but more but, receptions. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm not saying that just means he's better. I, Justin Jefferson probably is the better receiver out of the two. I'm just, I'm just blown away by both receivers, honestly. And, yeah. And then you get Moss in there, right? And he has a couple touchdown passes or uh, catches, and 
I just this whole team, man. It, it really is a historic team, and um, kudos to them, man, because they they no one was going to beat them except Clemson this year. And well, we I don't saw know what happened. I don't know. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, give me another team. Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State. Yeah, they obviously got beat by Clemson, but Ohio State, Clemson. I mean, same caliber team. A lot would argue that Ohio State was a little better team. But they didn't win the game, so obviously they go home. Um, LSU, though, they were clearly on a separate level from everybody they played all year. And, I mean, again, Texas was pretty close. Um, There were a couple other teams that played almost some scares. But, I mean, you look at Tom Brady, how many times has a team been within five, ten points of beating them, yet they did not win. Yeah, they always find a way to win. They went home. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Well, if we didn't, th- you know, if you didn't think there was enough fireworks in just the game, after the game is when the real show started, and that was Odell Beckham stealing the show, and um, instantly it went viral all over the internet. Was Odell um, whipping out a wad of cash and uh, you know painting his teammate or his his alumni, yeah, uh, you know, with some cash? Uh, it looked like he was had a wad of hundreds and. Uh, you know, I don't. I think someone said it was like a thousand bucks each or something like that. But he's just whipping out hundreds and just you know giving them a, giving them a handshake, saying here you go, here you go. And so that if that wasn't enough, like that was obviously national television reporters everywhere watching this. It's like everyone's kind of looking at each other, feeling uncomfortable. Like, is that some type of violation? <laughs> Can you do that? Is that is that is that uh, is that allowed? Well, after the game. An incident uh, takes place in the locker room where a security guard is addressing a LSU player and asking him for for something, and they're kind of going back and forth, and you kind of see Odell coming into the the background there, and he ends up smacking this security guard on the butt, and um, this security guard turns around with just the you know the most upset look on his face, just like what what are you doing and right. And so you knew something was going to come out of it. Everyone kind of just laughed it off and everything like that. But today, an arrest warrant was actually issued for Odell Beckham. And so we see that this is going to be a little bit more bigger of a deal than it uh, you know, originally thought. Uh, where, where do you stand on all this? I think it's stupid. Um, first of all, the money thing, obviously he's violating some rules with that. Um, Joe Burrow to come out and say, oh, yeah, he was handing out ca- real cash to everybody. That's the one complaint I've got about that guy. I mean, <laughs> what, what, just throw him under, straight up throw him under the bus. Well, um, I was sitting there thinking, who actually thinks Odell Beckham, you know, <laughs> one of the highest paid receivers in the, the league, is walking around with a bunch of fake cash in his pocket? Like, that's dumb to even begin with. So obviously it was real. Um, the only thing I was thinking of was if it was guys who are leaving the program, uh, you know, besides, you know, sanctioning the, the program itself, uh, what are you, what are you really going to do? You know? I yeah. Mean, yeah. The players don't care. I mean, they just use that thousand bucks on bourbon street for the night and <laughs> went and celebrated a championship. So just um, kind of a weird, weird ordeal. Um, you know, the, the whole smack in the security guard on the butt or cop, I don't think he was a cop. I'm pretty sure it was just yeah, security, security guard. guard but, yeah. Um, I don't really care for the way that whole thing played out. I think it's stupid. Odell obviously is not out there to harm anybody. Um, the security guard has something up his butt other than Odell's hand, but, 
um, he tried to press sexual misconduct charges, and the judge said, dude, come, no, just immediately dismissed it. And good for the judge, because you see the video, you know what happened, come on. I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's a, I don't want to say a love tap, but, you know, you go in, you, you hit a home run, you come off the field, and your coach slaps you on the butt. It's, it's to a degree... Between guys, it's almost like a handshake, you know, or like a, t- a tap on the shoulder. Like Odell's, what he's saying to that security guard is, come on, dude, let, let it go. I mean, he's in here smoke. what is he, smoking cigars, smoking weed? Who cares what he's smoking? This, let him, let him be, dude. They're the reason you're here making money right now. You know, I guess, I don't know if they have a strict no smoking policy, but, um, didn't seem like there was an issue with Burrow smoking his cigars. I'm sure it wasn't a cigar this guy had. No, um, probably not. In fact, the video and the evidence and all the stuff I've read doesn't even really spell out why the guard was even talking to that player in the first place. But um, just just a shame. Such a shame. My, my only thing I'll say, um, because, no, I do not condone Odell's actions there. No, I, 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 I think that's kind of like... That's pushing it. Touching the officer. Maybe if you like grabbed him on the shoulder a little bit and was like, hey, dude, come on, let's, we're just celebrating. Let's, let's kids have fun, whatever. That's one thing. But to kind of smack him on the butt, you kind of know what you're doing. You're kind of being a jerk on, on purpose to be like, you're starting something. I, I just think that's unnecessary. But I also believe all this has blown up way more than it ever should have. You know, it should have been something handled, uh, you know, internally, and that be the end of it. However, now he's going to have to pay some fine. I mean, who knows how how that all plays out. But anyway, uh, the, my biggest issue is it's become about Odell and not about this LSU team. Odell's kind of trying to put it all on him, making him the the center of attention because LSU, that I mean, that was the whole deal. This team is one of the best of all time. We should be talking about that, not about what Odell Beckham did. So. Well, I would agree. That's why I... I saw the, I saw the video. I saw the article on the money, and I literally, I literally did not care. One hundred percent dismissed it as soon as I saw it, and thought, "How stupid is that?" The only times I saw it was walking through the office or the you know the counter and seeing the TV on, and oh, Odell did this, and and who cares what Odell Beckham did? He plays in the NFL for one of the worst teams. And this is LSU's day, man. Why are we covering Odell? Why, you know, and I understand what you're saying. You don't support Odell for the butt slap. What, who, who cares? Literally, who cares? You know? Yeah, we just, obviously we know it. everyone's going to talk about it because that's, that's the hot story. And that's my point, though, is we shouldn't be talking about it just because there's a bigger story here, and that was how great LSU was this year, historic Joe Burrow had one of the best seasons in college football history, and here we are on, you know, uh, January sixteenth, talking about Odell Beckham, uh, you know, a guy who'd even play in this game, uh, and we're not talking about Joe Burrow. So it's yeah. just kind of a shame in that sense. But um, to kind of finish, the the most disappointing thing about Monday was it means it was the last college football game of the year um, or the season. So that stinks. Um, Obviously, that was a big part of the podcast. We talk about a lot on here, something we really enjoyed this year. Um, man, I, is there anything that really stood out to you this year that 
you know, uh, a big time moment or something like that, that off the top of your head you, you can kind of throw out there? Um, I mean, uh, in the college football world? Yeah, just a- anything, not not just OSU or just anything in general that you really enjoyed this year about college yeah, football. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to stew over it for a minute. Um, yeah. Nothing's coming to my head right away, so. You know, it just it seems so long ago that um, I just start thinking about OU for a second, but Jalen Hurts, everyone's his story of him coming to OU, you know, comes right out the gate firing and uh, putting up, you know, video game numbers and stuff like that, and everyone thought, wow, is OU going to have three straight transfer quarterbacks win the Heisman? And, you know, although he came in second, um, it was in a, re- a remarkable year for him and the Sooners. And, yeah, although both uh, fell short, and you know, in the Heisman and then in the playoff, overall it was a good year, uh, but it really was eye-opening to me. I think that was the biggest take of the year for me is that it was really eye-opening that it's Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and everyone else. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was just kind of sitting here thinking, and I even Googled to see if anything crazy happened that would spark my memory, but really nothing came to mind other than that game that just happened a couple weeks ago with Clemson and Ohio State. It was, what I mean, seriously one of the best games I've seen. It was um, – Clemson, dude – it just goes to show how tough that team is and how tough Trevor Lawrence is. And honestly, if I had to say one thing from this year that just made me say wow more than anything, it would be it would be Trevor Lawrence just putting his head down and running through Ohio State, like physically, literally, to go get a win and go to the national championship, just to have a chance to play LSU, who – um, they were a five-point underdog against LSU, which, again, I thought was fair. But, yeah, this year, 2019-20 football season, um, Trevor Lawrence just putting the team on his back and running through Ohio State. I thought they were done. What they go down? 17 nothing, 16 nothing in the yeah, first? Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, 16 no, I think. And then literally Lawrence just flipped a switch and played out of his mind. And, I mean, he's the reason they went on to the national championship. Ohio State had it. And then Lawrence made it happen, and he played a game that I hadn't seen much of out of him, which was just he basically turned himself into a running back and said, we're doing this, and they went out and did it. So props to him for that. Um, Burrow, I th- he's still the better quarterback, but Lawrence showed the fight. He showed up to LSU, um, and he fought there, but LSU is just too gum good. So what did, you, did anything stand out to you? You know um... – there, there just was a lot of a lot of really good games. I, I, I wasn't trying to, I, I didn't have one game in particular that, that kind of stood out in that sense. But, um, man, you know, <laughs> I hate to go back to being biased here, but obviously I got to say the OU Baylor game. I've never felt oh, yeah. so done in a game, and then have such a great comeback and win, and you know, just kind of felt like that team was special because of that very moment. And, you know, winning the Big 12 was cool and all. So, I mean, obviously it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that. So, uh, good move there. And uh, that, that's got to be my, my one shining moment, I guess you could say. So Yeah, cool. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I do want to mention, he, he has come out as the favorite, obviously, for next year for the Heisman. Um, is there anyone else that, you know, you think should maybe be the favorite? Favorite? No, I don't think so at all. I think he'll be the guy. Um I think that 
when you actually look at who should be the favorite, I can't think of anybody that would be better suited than him just because, I mean, you're talking back-to-back national championships. You've won one of them. You've only lost one game in your college career now, and it was in the postseason. So um, statistically speaking and experience-wise, they should have expectations from him. He's still got a great coach. He's still playing with a great team. So um, and quarterbacks are always going to be up there in the conversation. It seems like even running backs are starting to lose their importance on that yeah. Heisman Trophy. I, I really wish that there was, mm, you know, the Heisman Trophy is a thing in and of itself, but it'd be cool to see two divisions within the Heisman Trophy. You know, um, you've got the quarterback, and then you've got any other player because you know the quarterback is they've got the ball in their hands the whole game of course their stats are gonna look good they're gonna be the most important person on the team so if they do good they're gonna be in consideration and it sucks for the freaking receivers because look at um chase and jefferson and those guys that you're like they should definitely be in the conversation for heisman but the argument is well but they wouldn't be as good as they were if they didn't have burrow so i mean that that's tough that's a tough one and that's why i wish there were two divisions um, that's the long answer too. Yes, I think that Trevor Lawrence should be the front runner going into next year. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, Justin Fields is obviously coming back. Ohio State, um, he's going to be right there in the conversation. I mean, he put up big numbers this year. Oh yeah, he was what third finished third in the Heisman this year. Yeah. So I I think those two right there got to be your one two punch right there for the Heisman. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, got a long time till next year, but uh, it was it was a good year, good year. So NFL's yeah, finishing up. It is, but before NFL, um, before we even make it to Sunday, there's another event, and that is UFC 246. Something that a lot of people have been anticipating for a long time. Um, Why is that? Well, because Conor McGregor is coming McGregor. out. Of- what was allegedly retirement, which when that happened, we talked about it. I told you guys, BS, it's not retirement. We all knew it. Um, it's all promotion. And how many times can people fake retire? You know, I, I, I hate the word retirement in the fighting industry just because you know you know they're coming back. When you got a guy like McGregor, he's not done. Um, so Conor McGregor going to be fighting Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Um it's it's going to be a fight, man, and I don't know who to choose. I know that McGregor's favored, actually, going into this. Big favorite. Big um, favorite. You've got McGregor's 21-4, and four, Cerrone's 36-13, and 13, so uh, clearly he's fought more, he's lost more, but he's an he older is guy. every bit capable of winning this fight. I mean, it is just, it is, I wouldn't quite say a toss-up. I would have to say I'd favor McGregor a little bit, too, but I don't think I'd put any money on him just because I know what Cowboy's capable of. And, uh, man, I'm 100% going to be watching this, but I don't know what to expect. I really don't. And I I like both of them, so um, I don't know. What do you you hope happens in this one? I mean, so here's the deal. I I do like Cowboy, too. And I really like what McGregor has said in his interview so far about this whole fight is how much he does respect Cowboy. Uh, McGregor seems to be in a different place, um, not just physically, but uh, mentally and everything going into this. Uh, Cowboy's kind of on his way out of the UFC, not quite the same fighters he used to. He's also said that he wants to stand up and not wrestle with 
McGregor and give the fans what they want. And for that very reason, I think this is a first-round knockout for McGregor. I don't even think this fight's going to be very close. Um, McGregor, uh, he's he wants Khabib, and the only way he gets Khabib is if he beats Cowboy. So it's kind of unfortunate that Cowboy's just running into a guy who's you know on a comeback, um, you know, mission. So, well, I'll tell you who he wants more than Khabib, and that is Floyd Mayweather. He has clearly announced he is ready for for fight number two, and he has said that he will win. Um, that's just for the paycheck. He he wants he wants to fight I in UFC. I don't care what it's for. He said he wants it to happen, and Mayweather is the type of guy. He's like, dude, I've already I've already proven myself. I've already beat you. I'm sure Mayweather's not going to want to do it again. No, he would do it again. You if, think he would? For $100 million, you don't oh, think Mayweather he's going to fight? Oh, Mayweather get more than $100 million. You kidding? Well, okay, let's say starting at $100 million. Let's say $150 million. You he, don't think he he's going to do it? No, 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 no. Not for only $150. I th- uh, he got, what, 180 or whatever? I, I don't recall. It wasn't I, two. I know it was more than 150 It, it but wasn't two. Yeah, um, he wouldn't come down for sure for a second fight. But um, I tell you what, I personally feel like first three, four rounds wise. I think McGregor fought Mayweather as well as anybody oh, I've great. seen. Yeah. Look, we're getting great. a little off topic here because the Mayweather thing, it's not going to happen, but UFC 246 is happening. And I mean, I, like I said, I really don't think McGregor is going to struggle at all with, um, with Cowboy. Cowboy, you know, he's lost his last two fights, got knocked out last fight. He's, this is just a tune-up fight for McGregor to get ready to make his move going back for a title. I mean, that, that's all this is. But hopefully it's a good fight because I mean, if any, you know, obviously I'd want McGregor to win, and um, I just want to see a good fight though. So, yep. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to talk anymore or not. Well, I mean, you're talking about a, a fictional fight. No, possibly. it's not fictional. This it's is not stuff that happen. just came out on the internet. Well, oh yeah, it just came out. Show me. It Show did. Where it just came out. McGregor just tweeted about it, bro. He's got the he's got his first fight back in the UFC and he's tweeting about fighting Mayweather. You think I would have brought it up if it wasn't well, fresh? I don't know where you was going with that cuz I I have not not seen anything recent about Conor it. McGregor says Mayweather blah, 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 blah. I mean I mean I wouldn't have brought it up if I didn't see it. Living in the past, bro. Is there any other fights on this card that you were excited about at all? Not, I mean, not overly excited about anything else. I mean, I'll watch them just because they're on, but um, this is obviously the one that I'm mainly looking forward to. I've been looking forward to it. I like, I like both these guys. Like I said, um, McGregor, I do hope he ends up winning. I would love a first round knockout. I think more realistically, if he's going to knock him out, it'll be the third or later. Um, I would have to predict a third round knockout. Um, I don't trust Cowboy's words saying he's going to stay on the feet just because <laughs> you're going up against a, a different type of animal here. Um, but if they stay on the feet, that gives that gives Cowboy his, uh, I mean, a good shot. I don't know. I, he, I just don't think, I don't know why you'd want to stand with McGregor. Uh, Cowboy's got the height advantage at 6'1 to 5'8, so he's a little taller there. But um, the reach, McGregor's got a 74-inch uh, reach. Cowboy only has a 73. So it's just kind of funny. Like, even the height difference there, McGregor still has got the longer reach. And he'll use that to his advantage and eventually set up a left hand, uh, what will be a knockout. So yeah. 
Yeah, I mean he's he's got a strong left. You could ask the guy in the uh, in the bar. <laughs> but anyways, NFL coming up this weekend, big 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 time weekend. We've got uh, Tennessee versus Kansas City, and then we've got my Packers versus the 49ers. What what's gonna happen? You know the Titans have been a great story. Um, they've played great great football. The kind of fo- the kind of football formula you play to win a championship with because they're not flashy on offense, but they've been able to play good defense and run the football. And those two things in the National Football League wins championships. Yeah. So they're doing exactly what they uh, what they need to. I just can't see them slowing down the Chiefs. The Chiefs, I mean, what Patrick Mahomes is, continues to do, what those receivers continue to do, it's just incredible. 51 points last week in a playoff game. Yeah, after just a horrendous first half of the first quarter. I mean, they dropped everything that came their way. It was it was so hard to watch. I saw four drops at least. I saw Kelsey drop what would have been a first down. Yep, I saw I Robinson drop twice. Twice. And then uh freaking um Tyreek Tyreek Hill drops a punt and and then <laughs> You know, they go on and uh, let the Texans score from that. And then all of a sudden the Texans lost everything they had going for them. So um, Kansas City's got it. I mean, they really – they could be a Super Bowl team. Um, I think that the Titans are going to give them a, a tougher fight than people are giving them credit for. Um, I think that in a sense right now the Titans are what Clemson was going into the Final Four, which is – viewed as probably the weaker team of the four. And the way they're playing right now, I'd be scared of them if I was any three of those other teams. Big yeah. time scared. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the, what Derrick Henry is doing, I mean, not, not only is it historic, but it's just incredible to watch. I mean, he's running the ball just with so much fury. Uh, Matthew, Honey Badger, had talked about, what, week four when they had played. Um, he had thought... Uh, Derrick Henry had broke his jaw by by him hitting him. <laughs> you know he's trying to tackle him and yeah. he thinks his jaw gets broken. So it's uh it's going to be a really good game though. I, I think, like you said, I do think it is going to be closer. I think um, the Chiefs are end up being the better team here and, and win this game. I, I I think it's like a seven and a half point spread, some somewhere around there. I'm going to say somewhere like ten. So I, I would take the Chiefs here. Um, I don't know what what do you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's I think it's definitely fair to say that the Chiefs should be favored. Um, I would think probably they're going to win by thirteen, but yeah, um, I'm thinking twenty eight fourteen is kind of where I'm at. I don't, I think that there's going to be more scores than that. If I had to guess a score, I'd probably say forty two to like twenty eight or something crazy like that. I just see. I, I just don't see a lot of offense coming from the Titans, but I think the defense is going to be good enough to keep them in the game. So I would say for some reason I, I see it being a, a low lower scoring game. I would take a field goal on forty five to thirty one would be my guess. Hmm, that's a lot. That's a lot of points. Yeah, but they're both scores. Um, all right. Well, Packers 49ers, This is definitely the better game of the two. Ooh, you've got just, is it? Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? I, I think I think the winner of the NFC is going to be your Super Bowl champion either way. So, yeah, I mean, this 49ers look like the absolute complete team. They're running the ball. They're playing defense. And they've got enough passing to, you know, keep the, the defense, um, 
you know, respecting them, um, honest. But Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the other team, and anytime you have Aaron Rodgers, you've got a chance. So yeah. this game is I am definitely looking forward to. We'll watch this game from start to finish for sure. Yeah, I will too. I anticipate it being a boring game. I I just don't. I don't expect too much excitement. Um, Why? I just don't. I don't know if I'm... I don't know. I just... I don't feel it's going to be a good game. I mean, the 49ers defense is good. I have this horrible gut feeling that the 49ers are just going to trample the Packers. I mean, just going to absolutely trample them. So, I don't think that we're going to be able to fight through their defense, if I'm being quite honest. But, like you said, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to say anything's not possible when that guy's behind the center. So... Yeah, I'm, I could see where, you know, there's a world where the 49ers do do that. Um, man, I just, same time, I could see Aaron Rodgers, you know, being able to air the ball out a little bit and kind of spread the field and have some success. Um, this will definitely be a lower scoring game. Yeah. This is probably more the same range I was just saying last game, but um yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with the Niners on it, but it, it will be close. I think the Packers are lucky to get two touchdowns, but if they can go out there and keep well, San Francisco from yeah. getting three, then then look at that. I mean, look, at my, my example as to how I think this game could go, I mean, um, the Packers in their first week against the Bears, it was a horrible game. It was not fun to watch. Um, there was no scoring. It was a defensive battle, but Rodgers – I mean, he pushed through, and they won that game, and I thought, man, this is going to be a rough season. But then they just kept winning, and they found ways to win, and even when I thought they were going to lose, they found a way to win. So time and time again, Rodgers this season has made made it happen, and I feel like they are extremely fortunate to be over a 13-win team, um, especially this season. I haven't seen a ton of talent outside of the two Aarons. I know it's there, but um, just Rodgers is making it happen week in and week out. And I don't anticipate a good game. I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't think the Packers are moving through. If they do, I will obviously be ecstatic big time. Packers only scored eight points last time they played uh, the Niners. Really? And, yeah, it's yeah, the lowest of the season, obviously. Exactly. And so, it. I mean... It will be interesting to see if they can get the ball going, but I, I, I do I do see them doing a little bit, but not enough to get the win. So, yeah, 49ers. I, just, I anticipate a lot of incompletions and a really frustrated Aaron Rodgers, and I hate to say that because I'm obviously a Packers fan, but I just don't see it happening. I'm trying to be a realist because I'm running a podcast. Um, but we'll see what happens, and we'll, we'll readdress that Monday, and hopefully I've got good news to bring Packers Nation. Yep. Well, where do you want to go from here? Home. <laughs> well, you're sitting at uh, I'm home. I'm sitting so. at home. Um, well, we've got to mention, I know you haven't watched a ton of it, and I, I've just kind of slowly started working my way into it because it's all I have now that football is ending. But the NBA and the Oklahoma City Thunder are just so fun to watch. Oh, they're great. I'm taking back a lot of what I said earlier this year. I, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know how. But this Thunder team is just res- res- resilient. Could not get that out. Um, they just won't quit, man. And anytime you think they're out of a game, they work their way back, and they'll be right there. They might not win, but they're right there at the end of the game. So 
that's really all you can ask for, especially when you're in a rebuilding phase. Um, man, it is, it's just, you kind of see a product, uh, evolving in front of your eyes and, um, uh, I'm, I'm here for it, man, because we've got all those picks coming and I really think you're going to see a, a franchise kind of get rebuilt from the ground up. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've started watching a fair amount of basketball here lately. I said I was done this season, but how, how stupid, I mean, who's, who's not going to watch sports? I love basketball. I'm going to, I'm going to watch a little. I'm not going to be an NBA fangirl like I have been in years past. Um, but I still love basketball. I still love the Thunder. I, I still have enjoyed watching the Rockets play like I said I was going to earlier this year. I know that Zion's about to be coming back, and I'm so hyped to watch this yeah, dude play. Next week, yep. Next week, is it? Okay, mm-hmm. so there's that. And, I mean, the Thunder are just – they're playing good basketball. They really are moving the ball well. Chris Paul, I've got to give the guy credit. He's a heck of a point guard. And, I, I mean, I wasn't pleased when he was coming over, but after watching him multiple times this year, he just knows how to lead a team. He just knows how to do it. He really has a good way of distributing the ball and just keeping his composure, um, obviously with the exceptions there. But um, what, what are your thoughts on Chris Paul? Oh, I love him, man. And um, his leadership that he's bringing to the team is uh, its obviously showing. Yeah. Um, I think, unfortunately, not to talk bad on Westbrook, but if Westbrook was here still, this team would look completely different and would not be – growing quite the same way hard to say hard to know I know it's hard to know but we saw enough years of Westbrook trying to lead the team and yeah he led us to the playoffs year one after um Katie left year in and year out and, I mean and it was well I mean that was solely on him though I mean he had hardly any help there and he led the team won the MVP just big time big time year but I mean the team did not look anything like this this team like I said, they're just they're scrappy, man. They're they're doing whatever it takes to get the win. I think last night the Thunder would win if uh Steven Adams does go out with, with an injury. So there's just um if I told you they were twenty three and eighteen right now, most people probably wouldn't believe that. It's five games above uh five hundred and not something that anyone really saw. They're sitting at the seven seed right now. I mean what el- what what else can you ask for, you know? I yep. mean a team that's rebuilding. Um, they're going to have to fight. I mean, realistically, I don't think they have a chance at winning the championship. No, but, probably mean, not. Cinderella, it could happen, you know. Um, hopefully hopefully they make a playoff run. It'd be great to see them make it through the first round of the playoffs. Um, I've never been to an NBA playoff game. I've been to other sports, major major league sports playoff games, and they're a lot of fun. So it would be cool to um, possibly do a basketball game. My, my my big thing is the Thunder got to decide, like, right now. They need to go, are we in on this year or are we out? You know, obviously you never want to tell your fans, hey, we're quitting, we're, oh, we're going to do that. In. But, well, we're going to find out soon because they're going to start trading people if not. You know, and th- that's what I mean by in or out. Uh, you know, if you think you're in, you got to go get another piece to kind of help this team, um, you know, have a chance. Because when they're playing well, I mean, we saw they just beat the Rockets last year last week, excuse me, uh, with Westbrook's return to OKC, and they looked like a great, great, great basketball team. So, you know, next night they go out and play a Lakers team uh, that doesn't have Anthony Davis or LeBron, and they get blown out. But 
at times this team looks like they can play. I mean, yeah. it, it really is evident, and I, I hope that they decide to go as stay competitive and try to get one more piece and see what they can do because this team is just fun to watch, man. You know, I uh, oh, I'm gonna say something I haven't even ever thought I was gonna say in my entire entire life, but I think I'm I'm finally ready to say that I think Sam Presti is a good GM. No, oh. yeah. I've had not anything good to say about this guy for four years, five years. As long as I can think of his name, I haven't had much good to say about him. But looking back and kind of thinking about everything that has happened, um, I I'm I'm ready to say it. I think he is a I think he is actually a good GM. Um, I still don't necessarily care for him as Sam Presti, but I think he's done a, a really good job with what he's had. Um, He's had multiple players leave out of his control, and I've made the argument that they left because they had to play under him. But, I mean, you, I kind of started thinking about it. Okay, it's Oklahoma City. Who wants to live in Oklahoma City, for one, especially when you've got that kind of money? Um, I, just a ton of different factors came into the into my thinking on this. But Westbrook requests a trade. I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you have – I mean, how do you look at that? You're Sam Presti going, he is our organization. Um, we've lost Kevin Durant. Now we're, we've lost Harden and now we're losing Westbrook. And I really think he made the most out of the Westbrook situation. Oh, he did. I mean, he got a lot out of that and he's, that's the first time we've seen value come back to us really through players other than arguably a Baca and um yeah we got we got a fair we got a not really fair from my opinion but we got we made out okay on the Harden deal um Durant just he was just gone I mean we got nothing for Durant but um uh, yeah I'm ready to say I think I think Sam Presti's good I think he's better than most GMs in the league and I'm kind of looking forward to the next three or four years and seeing what he's capable of because I think the Thunder are about to get back in the conversation. We, we've got a lot of first-round picks. Um, we've got some talent in college right now. Nothing super, super crazy, but here in a couple years, there is going to be some talent. I've been watching some of the younger players and you know freshmen, sophomores, and even seniors in high school. We're going to be seeing some talent in the NBA around the time that we've got all these first-round picks. So it's going to be fun to watch how it plays out. Absolutely. My biggest thing about it is I'm looking at the the standings right now, and you're just like, bro, I have no idea who's going to win the championship this year, and that is so refreshing. I think it's fair to fair. I got to go back on what I said about the Lakers going into this year. I didn't think it was going to work for them, and I was big time wrong, big time wrong. They look great. They yeah. are playing phenomenal basketball. Um, you look at their roster and you think, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> I mean, look at who they've got. I mean, you when know? You have it, yeah, with what's going on, how everything's playing out, yeah, they've they've definitely looked like the best team in the West. There's yeah. no doubt about that. I just didn't think they were going to mesh, but they did. Yeah. They did, they did. And my Clippers, man, that, that was my pick for the freaking uh, championship. And they're not out, but it ain't looking great. No, yeah, I mean, they're sitting four right now. Rockets are sitting five. I mean, obviously, we're very early. I mean, we're yeah. st- there's plenty, plenty of games left. But, uh, I mean, you've got Utah, who's on a quiet 10-game win streak here. Right. I mean, you know, it's just things like that. It's it just it's cool to see because Denver's right there again. They're, they're, uh, they're sitting number two in the West. I mean, the Bucks got the best record in the NBA. You know, they, yeah. could, they could be a real, real threat to 
win it all. But we're far enough into the season to have a taste of who's real and who's not. And the Bucks are real. The Lakers are real. The Hawks, the Hawks are not real. <laughs> okay. Right. So, I mean, it, it's fair to say that the Clippers are, we're far enough in to know that they're not the best at the moment. Okay. That doesn't mean they can't win the championship, but we know they're not best at the moment. You can even tell just by their record. So, um, it's going to be fun to watch it end of the year play out for the NBA for sure. Yeah. Well, it is refreshing because that's all that's all I'm going to have for a while. You get to go to hockey at least where you got hockey to rely on. You don't watch hockey? You know I don't watch a ton. You know, we'll, we'll wait till we get closer to playoff time. That's when I kind of check in. But uh, NBA and it's basically going to have to carry me till uh, baseball season, so... It is what it is, but this Thunder team, like I said, is fun to watch, so I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I ha- we got to mention, I-, I said I'd mention it last podcast, more and more starting to come out about the, the whole scandal here, the cheating and with that and M- the MLB, and since we've last talked, two more uh, managers have been fired. So you've got Alex Cora, the Red Sox, fired, and uh, Carlos Beltran of the Mets. What's ironic about this is Beltran has even um, even managed a game yet. You know, he's hired this year, and uh, he was a big part of the whole cheating deal. And, you know, the Mets have realized that they can't go forward with this and have gone ahead and um, cut ties with him. So cool. It, it's just crazy to see that this scandal, how big it is and how, how it's affected. I mean— you got pitchers like CC uh, Sabathia talking from the Yankees, uh, of course retired this year. He feels cheated, man. He's like, I think we lost two, maybe two championships in the last three years because of this cheating scandal. Alex Cora brings it to the Red Sox. They believe there was stuff there. Uh, I saw a very interesting picture today of uh, Altuve um, in the playoffs, obviously, you you're sitting there at my house when we watched Tuve hit that home run off Chapman to win the game. Yeah. Well, he was up in the box on that, uh, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're um, if you're waiting on something slower, obviously, if you play softball or something like that, you're up in the box because the ball you're, you're trying to get to the ball a little quicker because it's so slow um, coming. Right. Well, hmm. no one is up in the box on with Chapman. Chapman throws 100-plus, you know, can reach up to 104 miles an hour. No one's up and in the box on him, right? Unless you know something slow is coming. And on the pitch he hit the home run, he happened to be up in the box on, which was very weird to see because, like I said, that just doesn't happen. So it's almost like he knew the off-speed was coming, and that's exactly what happened. And he hits the home run, and the rest is history. So, you know, was the cheating still going on this year? I mean, it, it sounds like it, it sounds like it was. So... It's just unfortunate that, you know, this has gone on. It's terrible for the game, but I'm glad that baseball is taking the, the right precautions to uh, punish these, these uh, you know, coaches and things like managers um, and bench coaches or, what, you know, who, whatever my, whoever was associated with all this, I, I'm glad to see baseball's taking care of it because there's no room for that. I agree. Yeah, I'm glad to see – even as much as uh, Beltron not getting to go through with his position, I think that's great. Yep. So I just wanted to touch base on that because I am looking forward to next year so much already, and uh, it's kind of nice to know that 
if this stuff was going on, I don't care who it was. I mean, whether it was the Yankees even, I, I, I hope this is eye-opening for everyone being like, there's no room for that. Let's just go out there, play the game uh, that you love and forget all the cheating stuff on the side. There's there's little things, you know, people have been trying to steal signs forever. That's that's not the way. When you're doing it with technology, that's a whole other ballgame. Right, so. right. So um, a lot to a lot to digest there, and it'll be interesting to see how the baseball season plays out. And I'm sure that we'll get to hear a lot about that watching games and on ESPN. Um, but big time scandals. This is one that'll be talked about in 20 years, um, especially since they were winning championships. And, yeah. they, and you know, I mean, they won a championship and they were in the hunt during all of this happening. Um, predicting pitches is a huge, huge, huge benefit, um, especially at that level. So I'm glad that they took action, like you said, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens in the MLB in the future and what's coming. I'm sure there's going to be some rule changes and maybe there's going to be, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll find out. And uh, But until then, Preston, anything else? That's it, man. All right. Well, I enjoyed this episode. I'm looking forward to the next episode. You will either see me rejoicing or crying with the Packers. And um, I think the Chiefs, I think we're going to see a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. And that's going to be a fun one to watch. But you know what? We very well could see a Titans Packers Super Bowl. So we'll see. We'll talk about it Monday. Looking forward to it. You guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Hopped on Sports. Share the podcast. Leave us a review. Helps us out. Y'all have a great weekend, and cheers. Cheers, guys.